The Get This Podcast is brought to you by ProPhotoGo.com, professional photography on demand. Use coupon code GETTHIS to get 10% off your professional photo session. So whether you need new headshots or you have a big event coming up, an engagement, a wedding, you name it, or let's say you just want new photos so you can look snazzy on social media, ProPhotoGo is professional photography on demand. Use coupon code GETTHIS and get 10% off. Go to ProPhotoGo.com. The Get This Podcast is also brought to you by WP Engine, the best WordPress hosting available. People who know me know I build enterprise-level WordPress websites that reach millions of people a year. And it's important that those sites live at a host that is secure, fast, and offers the kind of support you need. 24-7, and I can't recommend WP Engine enough. I use them exclusively and recommend them to all of my clients. Get 10% off your first year of exceptional hosting for your WordPress website. Go to getthispodcast.com slash WordPress, and that will trigger the 10% off coupon. Again, it's getthispodcast.com slash WordPress. Get This, it's a show about things people love. We're coming to you live from upstate Manhattan here in Washington Heights, live to tape. It's July 22nd in the foul year of our Lord, 2019, and I'm joined by my good friend, Jose Ignacio Gomez. The one and only. The only one in the world, and uh, we're also joined by a great guest. This is going to be a lot of fun, uh, Ben Linfall. Ben, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Sweet. <laughs> We know Ben from around the neighborhood here, and, and Ben wants to talk about a couple of things he loves. You may have heard at the top of the show, I hope you heard, a uh, little different intro music, and that's uh, one of Ben's creations. What's that called, Ben? That is a piece called Soul Power. I did that for the sequel to the movie Honey 1, <laughs> so it landed in Honey 2, All naturally. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. What's the? I, I have to admit, I don't know the movie. Yeah, Jessica Alba is oh, okay. a young, uh, you know, aspiring dance dance artist okay. and okay. living in New York City, and she's, you know, uh, struggling to to make her way. And she she starts a dance studio with her aunt or something. I actually didn't see the first. One. <laughs> oh, I only okay. saw the second yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. Since I yeah got yeah. involved at that. You get yeah, like yeah. a commission to to do uh well like a bump. Yeah, no, that? I did. I so it was a dance movie. So I did four pieces that were like done for dance scenes. You know, oh, like wow, synced cool. up like specifically for that. And then I did a bunch of stuff for the DVD extras. All right. It was a really, it was a really good gig. It was the best gig I'll probably ever have. You know? <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Don't put I the mean, look on yourself. But, man. I mean, you like come that on. is you the white confident. That's the white whale of uh, of of sinks. You know, feature films. Yeah. Um. So I was lucky to have it. I used that money to buy a wedding ring. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. It was, a, 
big deal for me. Yeah, been married right. with a with a beautiful daughter. Yeah, good beautiful guy. Here yeah, yeah, beautiful daughter. <laughs> That's true. And, and needs more film work. If you're listening, if you're out there, give this guy some uh, some work. Where can people hey, find man. you? Just before we dig it, really dig in. <sighs> Gmail. <laughs> <laughs> they can find you through the show here. Are you, no, are you yeah. like on Twitter or anything? Or yeah, no, like, I, uh, Instagram. Insta? Ben Jamin five six seven eight. I had a website forever. Yeah, yeah. I never really found that. I guess I probably my fault for not really promoting it mm-hmm. to the full extent. But you know, all of all of the work I ever got was you know face to face kind of networking type stuff. So mm-hmm. I kind of just stopped paying for the website and just started exchanging business cards and everything's done on email and you know totally i don't get anything unless somebody knows me absolutely Mm -hmm. and has can make that face connection yeah for sure that's like anything what's the insta handle handle again benjamin five six seven eight i came up with that before i thought instagram was going to be a big deal (laughs) i was like whatever man (laughs) just name it whatever it's like you're and now it's the dumbest thing ever (laughs) it's like your aol handle this movie honey is like it's based on what period is it actual yeah no yeah it's I think the first one was early aughts, okay. and the second one came out around 2010. Oh right, so but it's it's, it's actual, like it's not it's not a period movie. No, okay, no, no because yeah. your music sounds like very funky in 70s kind of. That, yeah, what, that track, I love okay, it. Okay, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I can see how you could get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that track is really fun. So, all right, Honey Two, you can hear some of Ben's some more of Ben's music. Uh, and then the thing you brought to the show that you want to talk about yeah. is. Uh, the spectacular, spectacular now. now, and the book and the movie, mm-hmm. and I just saw, I think the bulk of it just yeah. now. Try to squeeze it in, Jose. You've seen it too, right? I've seen it. Yeah, I had to remember a little more, but I had seen it uh, maybe a couple of times. I love it. And this yeah. is the actor from Whiplash. You yes. Said, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. This was before Whiplash, though. Yes. Yeah. What is the year on this? I think it's 2013. 2013. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't know it, there are going to be spoilers, so consider watching it. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think it's a kind of movie that has. Uh, well, I don't know. I, you know. I haven't seen it all the way to the end, but I don't think it's an M Night Shyamalan movie either. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to ruin it with like a twist. I don't think. No. No. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's so. How would you describe this, Ben? Well, I. I mean, so Sutter Keeley is. I think he's probably in his senior year of high school. I don't know if they ever really say. He's either a junior or senior. He's up there in high school. Yeah, they say last year of high school here, but yeah. it's just the Netflix uh, log and line. The premise is that he's just he's loving his life. He's living his best life in you know Nowheresville, Oakland, and um, he's got friends. He's got a car. He's got a job, and all he's his, got a flask. He's got a simple. He's got a simple <laughs> life, but he's he's got a drinking problem too, mm. and he doesn't realize this. He's probably too young, you know. But he drives the whole movie. He's driving around with like a big gulp that's filled with Seven Up and I forget what probably probably vodka, vodka or yeah. whiskey or something, right? Any, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. He probably hasn't graduated to the clear stuff yet, so probably whiskey. I think at one point yeah. you see him pour some brown, some brown in there. Yeah, yeah. He can handle his brown at the ripe age of like seventeen, <laughs> oh, which is not <laughs> not so, ideal. Not a good, not a <laughs> yeah. good way to be. When I was in high school, we used to go to McDonald's and get. You know, the big soda. Yeah. And mm. just fill it up with cinnamon whiskey. One of the, one of Fireball? Those. Like, like It's or like something. It's Fireball, but we call it different. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's canelita. Canelita. Okay. okay. Yeah. 
But I mean, it's the same thing. Cinnamon is canela. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, we're used to, and then we're, we're hanging out on the street with our big oh, <laughs> <and> glass. <laughs> and I bet you feel like you're badasses too. We were crazy. Yeah. 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 I mean, you remember what it's like to drink at that age. Well, not everybody does, but I'm sure we all do. Like, uh, you know, you feel kind of fear. You feel immortal. You're all, you know? yeah, you're already invincible yeah. in your mind. Mm-hmm. And then you add the alcohol, which makes you, it, it cubes your invincibility. Yes. You're, yeah. you're suddenly Superman. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, he's, you know, like he's drinking and driving, obviously terrible, terrible decisions he's yeah. making. But, um, yeah, the worst. He meets a young, a young lady who, um, is kind of in the, in terms of the social hierarchy of high school, he's, she's a couple ring, rungs below him. You know, he doesn't remember her name, but they strike up this relationship because she finds him, you know, passed out in his front yard. It, oh, in his own in his own front yard. In his own. Oh, front yeah, yard. gotcha. And, um, <laughs> jeez. And yeah, romantic. Like, and and they they you know he ends up helping her with his paper out, and they strike up this like cute, but non like very platonic relationship. But then you know it evolves into more. I think I I identify it w- with him. And I identify with the genre because technically it's like young adult. I mean, this anyone could watch this movie, but really, like the book is a young adult novel, mm-hmm. and the movie is, I, you know, it's based obviously, it's tied to that. So it deals with adolescence at that age, and um, I think it was really well done. I really, specifically, like um, the music. The mm-hmm. music, if. I have the soundtrack and it's like one of the few soundtracks I ever purchased because I remember thinking every single piece is so is so compelling and mm. I'm getting closer and closer to TV just to hear things, you know, and then I ended up mm. buying it. It's like wow. one of the few soundtracks that I should just like turn on and chill to. So Otherwise, cool. soundtracks are so like specific to the visual and they're so like dynamic and kind of mm. like tense at moments. You know, this this whole thing is just like this chill, easy breezy ride. You know, there are a couple of moments of tension, you know, as that's yeah. necessary for the storytelling, but... For the most part, it's just this like really um, beautifully crafted kind of modern synth-based um, mm. score. Who did the score? A guy named Rob Simonson. He's an LA guy. He's done a bunch of stuff. Um, mm. I highly recommend it. Mm. It's super inspiring, and you could you could just you know like lay down on the couch and just listen yeah. to this thing for like the length of it. And just One of my uh, favorite artists working is a woman named Jocelyn Pook. And mm. she uh, had some of her music chosen by Kubrick for Eyes Wide Shut. Nice. The, those great scenes with the orgy wow. and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. And huh. so, uh, she, you know, she had had been writing for the theater, I think. Mm-hmm. And some of those pieces were, were pieces that had been used in the theater. And, of course, then, you know, Kubrick tapped her. Since then, she's had this incredible career. Yeah. Uh, and I think she did the soundtrack to the... Netflix, The Staircase, she did some of the mm-hmm. soundtrack. Yeah. And ditto something that came out called The Wife. So she just makes mm-hmm. a career doing that. And then yeah. she also has her own compositions. And I happened to, on accident, get to see her band, her ensemble, perform in mm-hmm. London at the Kubrick exhibition when I was there. Oh, if you get a chance to see the, the Kubrick exhibition when it comes around to, because I bet they'll bring it to New York, yeah. definitely go. It was so cool. But it was such a great accident to walk out of an exhibition and then see your favorite, one of your favorite artists 
uh, there by accident. I didn't even yeah. know that they performed out. And now I'm following her Insta and stuff. And when I go back, I'm definitely going to try to see them live. Yeah, Jocelyn Pook, yeah. check her out. Yeah, Very sounds cool. Sounds fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a good. lot of strings. and. I remember the music being really intense for those scenes. Obviously, the scenes themselves were intense. You know? <laughs> yeah. well, it was like, but the yeah, music yeah. really supported that. <laughs> I love that movie. I love Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> Don't sleep on Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> when it came out, I mean, we were a little too young. I saw it in the cinema. I was, oh, well, I think I was a maybe, yeah, I was probably 16, 17, but yeah. I was already a Kubrick devotee. <laughs> I went to the movie with my, my dad and his brother, my uncle. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend was giving me a hard time, my girlfriend in that moment. And they hated her so much. <laughs> Who hated her? Who my dad. Oh, my no. Like, how dare she, you know, we're inviting her to the movie theater and she's, you know, disrespecting you in front of us because she's a spoiled kid. And I mean, she was. Yeah, oh, so. Okay. <laughs> but I remember that moment because we're going we're gonna to see that movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I remember the previews like, wow, we, I need to see it. I was, I was sort of literature, but I thought, I thought I was like thinking about acting in that moment somehow. But mm. I wasn't really even... Yeah. I was cool. I don't that, even know what no, I'm saying. No, sorry. That's all good. Yeah. It's Monday. We're it's coming. Monday. We're coming up. We're waking we're up. We're coming up from a weekend. Uh, let's, you know, that's an interesting segue The um, into the how important sound is in film. How yeah. important soundtrack is. It's a, such an obvious statement, right? But when you think about great filmmakers, the music is just a part of it. I mean, even... Oh, yeah. 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 Kubrick, right? You think about... Uh, full Metal Jacket. What does Full Metal Jacket sound like? Just it's just music. Mm-hmm. It's just song after song. Even even the the, the 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 men marching in you know at the boot camp, and then at the end, what do yeah. they do? Uh, they they sing uh, Mickey Mouse. Right. Mickey Mouse. Yeah. M I C. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Creepy. So dark. <laughs> Got that. Yeah. Um, good. Yeah. I mean, in especially with. I mean, score-based stuff, which is not what I do. Mm. I do, like, tracks, like modern, you know, music composition and try to place it in film and television. Someone like like who you were describing or, you know, some of the music, like orchestral-based stuff, people who have, like, gone through conservatory, they learn an amazing skill because they can, they can twist and direct and bend and direct your whole, your emotional experience through notes you know yeah and they can create tension by using dissonance and they can uplift a scene or they can you know build you know with all of these amazing techniques like crescendo and that's sort of a whole different world that i'm on the outside of but i have a tremendous amount of respect for that mm. um i just naturally never really had it in me to want to pursue yeah you know because it's sure. such an academic route too right um yeah like i said you really have to go Unless you're like Mozart talented or whatever, and you have it in you, and you're just like freak. <laughs> the majority of us people need to go sure. and learn, like, okay, what's a glissando, and right. how do I like balance these rhythms, and what is dissonance, and yeah, yeah, uh, like yeah. all of this technical stuff. That's yeah, and I think honestly, I think that is one of the most dependable ways to make money in the in the music industry is to be a film oh. composer and there's mm. plenty of competition mm. i'm not saying it's mm. easy mm-hmm. but it's um it's a lot easier i think it's a lot better than trying to do it's a lot more lucrative than trying to do what i what i've been doing and um and i think you get paid more 
And it's sure. just a different revenue, a whole different yeah. revenue stream. It's like, here's what we've set aside for score, you know? Right. And then when it's like comes to for tracks, for sync, people are like, well, we don't have any more budget, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. for that. Right. Can we it's get it for 500? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. Or you're mm. like a big band and it's just a needle on a haystack situation where they're like, oh, we're going to choose your music. Sure. You know? There's, all, there's a bunch of different positions you can be the, in around the film industry as a musician. Mm. You know. This has me thinking about great scores yeah. uh, for film. And one I really appreciate is, I, you know, I don't think I would put it on on a Friday night mm-hmm. uh, and lay back and listen to it. But in terms of what it does for the film, uh, I think it's Johnny Greenwood for oh, there, will uh, be blood. there Will Be Blood. Yes. The, yes, the fellow from Radiohead. And mm-hmm. I remember when that came out, just that, those scenes where it's just, it's that clacking and that, just that sense of this thing is barreling down and it's, oh, it God, can't yeah. be avoided. And we all know something terrible is going to happen, but we proceed anyway because we've got to get this, this oil out of the earth just such an intense film it is mental that that film did not win best best picture i know why because eyes wide or not eyes wide shut because uh no country for old men was the best picture that year Mm. but it's insane that we had we got two movies of that caliber uh i think out of yeah out of american directors in one year it was it was just that was riveting i couldn't believe that year because i saw um there will be blood in, in the cinema. And I said, I said after there's that's best picture. There's no way. Right. And then I saw no country on, on my television yeah. a nice TV, not the same experience. And when it won, I mean, I was thrilled because I love the Coen brothers, but then I was also sort of bummed because I thought, my God, I, you know, I thought there will be blood was better, but then I, wa- I, I watched no country again. And I think I really got it the second time. Mm. I need to see that in the, in the, in the cinema. That'd be amazing. Uh, there will be blood. Bo, I mean, I saw yeah. it when it came out, but yeah, no, I've never seen, I've, for me. I've never seen no country in, in the theater. Yeah. For, reverse for me. I saw there will be blood when it came out Yeah, and thought the same thing. This string, this string score is like, is killing me. It's and incredible. Right? The tension element was, yeah. was, yeah. Well, and it's so rewarding too to be a fan of Radiohead. You know, mm-hmm. Who wasn't? I'm sure some somebody out there's like, I fucking never liked Radiohead. But you know, mm-hmm. you're a big fan, and then you then to hear Johnny Greenwood become that and yeah. do that. I had a similar experience with Nine Inch Nails. I mean, Trent Reznor and yeah. his pal Atticus Ross. Yeah, and the soundtrack for um, Social Network. Social Network. Oh my god! And these yeah. are like yeah. huge, huge scores in like for the for the. For the, I'd say the composer novice and the modern music lover, you know, like that I am, yeah. uh, you know, something like Social Network or There Will Be Blood or um, Spectacular Now, when you can make these ties out of the, the orchestral realm mm. to the modern realm using things like synthesizers or sampling or, you know, anything to get the point across in a way that doesn't kind of like, kind of make you feel like you're, you know, going going to the Philharmonic. You know, not to say I, I went to the Philharmonic recently. My mind was blown and I loved it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that is kind of, that has that association in my head. Like, that's strings and brass and that whole world is this, you know, amazing thing that I, I can't even touch, you know? Yeah. How do you how do you get inspired? What is the process for you? Do you, do you watch the movie, the images, yeah. the story, all of that together? Coffee. 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 All Next right. question. Coffee. No, honestly, <laughs> be I have a short this... podcast. Where did you get your coffee, man? <laughs> I just like 
I have this one moment in the morning where I drink coffee and it's this like inspirational, like probably I would say like just overflow of inspiration and then it goes away as soon as the coffee <laughs> does wears off it's really bad maybe you Clearly, should work at a coffee shop and yeah. not a bar i would be like <laughs> yeah that would probably be bad but um yeah, you'd, be, so. you'd show up and yeah people would have to slow the podcast down hey this is ben Vin- Livall, and i want to talk about music tea. <laughs> only tea today <laughs> have you seen the spectacular now <laughs> yeah. great film great film more coffee no, I, I, with the mute, with the, it's, I think when they give you a visual, it's so specific, you know, you can really, first off, like the tempo has to be right. So there's mm-hmm. less like inspiration and more just like, um, kind of utilitarian craft applied, mm-hmm. you know? So they're like, we need this, like when I'm making my own music, that's inspiration, just like on, you know, unbridled, you know, mm-hmm. control. But when they give you a visual and you have to make it work for that, they are also giving you notes. And there are a lot of these bottlenecking moments, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of the time they're saying we want it to sound like this other track, you know, and the job is to kind of right. make it sound like that without, you know, committing copyright infringement, <laughs> to be quite honest, you know, like boom, this boom, kind boom, of boom, 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 yeah, boom, exactly. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> this work, it, it's not. Like, I've learned that it's not for, like, the weak stomach, actually. Like, oh, I think a wow. lot of musicians, like, I could, like, I tried it, no way, you know? Hmm. And for me, it's just, it was always, like, I have to make money doing music so I can keep doing music, hmm. you know? And that was the, that's been the driving force for so long, you know, be that good or bad. Um, I think a lot of people would say it's not good, but, you know, I love, I love it when I'm doing it. But to get back to your question about, like, inspiration, like, I think... They give you the visual and there's like everything from tempo has to be right, like deciding that right off the bat, but also just like the colors of the images and the, you know, the amount of dialogue. If like Mm. there's a lot of dialogue and your thing you're making is super busy, it's going to get in the way of all that. I mean, not always, but that's an example of like, Mm -hmm. you know, of these like kind of control parameters that are sort of factor in. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I I I draw from the inspirational well, well, but I'm mostly I'm mostly um, just trying to make it fit, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of different. It's kind of a different process. In service of the thing. Yeah, exactly. And are exactly. you syncing it yourself as you're when going? When it's super specific, like I was mentioning, like with the dance movie, like the the dance moves were literally they're already like, choreographed. They were already choreographed, and they dance. did it to a different song. Oh. So I had to like. I, it was a big job. To you had to in. reverse engineer it. Yeah, and I literally like had to kind of compose over this other Whoa. piece and line up the hit points, but come up with my new like you know transitional moments, Mood like and everything. Yeah, like I think one of them was a Michael Jackson song. They couldn't afford to use that, so I had to come up with like a whole new Holy thing. Holy shit! You had to you had to dub Whoa. yourself over MJ. Yeah, and it was it was Whoa. more just like a matter of like lining up the tempo. Like there's a big breakdown moment here, and this kind of energy is happening. So I gotta like figure out a way to 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 create that similar energy which song was it do you remember god i think it was black or white uh-huh okay. you know yeah yeah great song yeah they couldn't afford it <laughs> How i don't hard even is think those things are on the table yeah, like yeah. you know certain yeah, people just right, it's right, no right. go like beatles yeah, yeah. yeah. No beatles. One. you can get the beatles uh 
now and the Stones. It's been changing. I mean, the Stones have, have gave it to um, Scorsese, I think. Yeah. Well, okay. When yeah, you're yeah. Scorsese, sure. Like that's right. Yes. Different Beatles Stones. That's yeah, a different yeah, realm, different right? But for the park. Honey, yeah. too. <laughs> it's me in my apartment turning the AC in and on and off. Like, fuck, fuck it's hot. If this jackhammer would stop, then I could God. do this take. Oh, I'm recording yeah. in New York. That's what we said earlier because he turned the air because it's fucking hot right now in New York City, people. Yeah. And yeah, we you know you blast the air conditioner, yeah. and then right before the podcast starts, you turn it turn off on. and and just sweat through the show. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All for the love of the craft. Uh, yeah, all for the I love of podcasting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the Get This Podcast, and uh, I hope you'll give us five stars on iTunes. You can find it on Stitcher. The show's at getthispodcast.com. Just had to, I felt like I had to do a, a, a plug there, a little, uh, little bump. Um, so let's get back to the spectacular now. Yes. You're, it's, it's interesting, because again, this is the show about things people love, and it isn't a Rorschach test. I'm not testing people, mm-hmm. but I do find it interesting what people bring because yeah. it's a way to learn about the person. Oh, that's great. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so the and I kind of encourage people to go with the first thing that pops into their head, yeah. right? Uh, so you know, or you know, it's, people are different. Some people be like, oh yeah, uh, I want to talk about Bowie Low, or uh, you know, uh, you know, other people like to think about it. Yeah, um, uh, you know, but. So what is it about this film? So did you read the yeah. book before? And then I read the book after. After. Yeah. Mm. And I connected with that just as strongly. I think, like I was saying before, it's a young, it's a young adult novel. I'm married to a young adult book editor. So um, in that way, <laughs> I thought I you were going to say I'm married to a young adult. <laughs> I was going to be like, podcast over. whoa, <laughs> zoom it out. No, go ahead. Um, <laughs> you know, so that's uh, in that my, my wife and I are very much like have our eye on that genre Mm. of content books movies television shows um but i also i think i identified with sutter keely because like like i was saying he's this that that the the piece that opens the film is this like like crazy like brassy like overly loud kind of new orleans like kick lining down the street with a drink in your hand kind of song and that's a I think that's a big part of my personality, for better or for worse. You probably have never witnessed that before, but like I am, I do think I'm, I'm kind of, I can be very over the top. And really, yeah, really. Well, yeah. Wow. Okay. It's worth mentioning. Yeah. How we what in what context we know each other. I Fair think. enough. We know each other from from Kismet, from the bar, our local. Uh, and now we're getting to know each other a, a bar- little more. I'm a bartender. You're a bartender. Yeah. But I think that I would describe you as mild-mannered yeah. Ben. Mm-hmm. So there must be a side of you that... It's definitely definitely an alter ego. Um, <laughs> wow! For better or for worse. I, okay. I, you know, I have a tendency to to just be kind of like Tarzan sometimes. And I I, I think Sutter Keeley is too, in a way. You know, like, just like, let's... Let it rip. Okay. Because you All right, only have one life. Yeah. And, you know. Same. Let's yeah, jump yeah, yeah. off a sand dune and, like, yeah. try not to break our ankle, you know? Okay. Or, like, yeah. let's, you know. Dude, let's be crazy. Party for three days. Yeah. Like, there's a party element. Sleep. It's it's Yeah, yeah. You, you can distill it down mm-hmm. to that. There's definitely a party element in huh. my personality. Really? I, yeah. yeah it's, well, but you're, in, you know, and you're, you're, a, you're a father. You're a mm-hmm. young father. So that, that probably, yeah. in fact, I know that mutes things or it should. 
but yeah. uh yeah in a good way yeah i think yeah It'll that's a whole longer. different dimension of you know life that i'm enjoying thoroughly but it definitely does quiet the does quiet the yeah. the wolf puts a little pet <laughs> <laughs> the wolf <laughs> quiet the wolf <laughs> that might be the name of the show for a little while <laughs> yeah 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 no I, I but i'm you know i'm not talking i'm not unhinged enough <laughs> in a dangerous way no no nobody thinks that just, i'm just i'm a fun-loving guy yeah. i like I, I like to you know so you relate to the character i relate to the character strongly and i also love i love i'm always inspired by the like this this movie takes place in high school and my experience in high school, I think, as most people would say, was was kind of like, like, a little tumultuous. Just because you know For you're sure. an adolescent, you're you're learning what your feelings mean, and your new things are happening all the time, emotionally, and you know there's chapters turning like super fast, mm-hmm. and um, you know he just gets this sense of freedom. He has this like unending sense of freedom. I think. You know, for yeah, the first time yeah. in his life, he's like, I can drink and drive. I can, um, yeah. I I don't need, I've got my own money, you know, like, but technically he lives with his parents. Sure. You know? He has it's, his little job. He, has, and he doesn't, he doesn't have choice any, making. Yeah. He you know, doesn't have any real responsibility. He's really exactly. only learning how to be responsible for himself. He's which like, is I'm ex- independent already. Yeah. That's an like, extraordinary mm-hmm. privilege too for a, a young oh my person, gosh, a lot is, of young that's people. That's exactly what it is. Privilege. Uh, and I yeah, think. Yeah. I moved out when I was 17 and I was paying rent. You know, at by eighteen, yeah, a lot. You know, a lot of people don't get this soft padding. Mm-hmm. Not that it was. Not that I have anything really to bitch about. I mean, people people work too, and it, yeah. this is a very you know. But it's relatable. It is relatable. Yeah, yeah. His his choices have consequences, and he's he yeah. doesn't realize it. I think is sort exactly, of why. exactly exactly. That's relatable. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah. Um, I think I was a late bloomer in like relative to everything you just said. Um, yeah, like me choice too. making, like something I never really was able to wrap my head around until <laughs> still working on it. Still, yeah, exactly. It. The same for me. Sometimes I feel like I'm still that kid, 19, 16 years old. You know, yeah. getting out of high school, didn't know what to do with my life. All mm-hmm. that. I think it's everybody crazy. feels that way <sighs> on some level. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody. It, and life is about how much you compensate for that, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. how you learn. Right, I hope that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. So you relate to the character, and and he's also he also strikes up this relationship Mm. with somebody, and I I, this is the inspirational thing for me, like somebody that's outside of his social casting. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know, like um, if you had that, you know, where you grew up in Venezuela, Mm -hmm. Jose, if it was like, you know, there was this kind of like social hierarchy in high school. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I probably I, I probably operated somewhere in the mid to lower mid realm of like <laughs> like you know coolness. The, the pecking order yeah the pecking order yeah. I was definitely barely you know you were barely pecking yeah and trying hard to peck I'm sure yeah, yeah. oh yeah as as we all were like but he's 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 towards the top of the pecking order his drinking is getting in the way of that he everyone's like. You know, there's a point where this doesn't look cool. Yeah, it's yeah. not doesn't look cool like you think it looks cool. Right. You know. Right. Um, and and he strikes up this relationship with somebody who's much lower on the the pecking order, um, as as it were. And they they fall in love and they have they have like a a really 
meaningful fling. She's super responsible. She has a, you know, she's she's got plans. She's got plans. She's got her shit in order. Mm. And he's 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 um definitely not on the same page with her for the yeah. majority of the movie. And I, th- I think what I love cool. about these kind of movies is like they really get deep into that kind of, you know, American, you know, when, you know, youth American, it's very symbolic, you know? Yeah. It's like these kind of characters. Uh-huh. I think it's, it's very American. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it is. Like, m- way more than yeah. I realized since yeah. I'm an American. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, like, yeah, I'm looking at it now. And, and I love, I, I love... Uh, Kyle Chandler, it plays the father. It's a great scene, I can tell you. Oh, yeah. He comes in and he is the dad that... Just for just for context, yeah. uh, we're I've got the the film on here in the background, so yeah. Mute, yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, so they go to meet him because you know, um, Sutter thinks he's this cool guy, and he's basically the older version of him. He's sure, the, he's mm-hmm. the he's the the result right of what happens at the other side of this lifestyle. Because yeah, yeah. right now yeah. he's still, you know, he's having fun. He looks young. He feels young. He's got cute girlfriend you yeah. know he's got girlfriends plural he's he's running around is he i i'm forgetting i, mean, I haven't well, seen him uh, earlier i mean earlier in the earlier film, in the movie like, yes yeah, that's he's, right he's, he's got another out and about, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and it's heartbreaking what happens in the scene because they go out to a bar and they're drinking and then you know his dad can't cover the bill and then oh, his dad no. damn his dad disappears for a minute to go talk to another girl that he knows from the bar and then they basically leave together without saying goodbye the, he Irish goodbyes he, his own uh, son. It's yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's a little over the top. Like for me, like the plausibility of it was a little was a little weak. Um, but it certainly you certainly felt it, you know, because all the character building that happens, um, you feel pretty bad for Sutter Keeley as he as he tries to go reunite with his dad, and his dad basically uh, flakes out about as hard as you can flake out, and. They go back to the house, and then, you know, he's with this floozy, this bar floozy. <laughs> oh, they go back to his dad's house, and she's with the, or he's, he's with the bar yep, floozy. Yeah, and he's like, you gotta go, basically, is what he oh, says. Oh, wow. And that's yeah, it. And then he goes around. back home, and he's like, he has this moment of, like, he gets really upset with his mom. He's like, how come you didn't sure, tell me sure. that... Because I'm exactly like him. Well, it's you like know? you're trying to keep me... Yeah, that's very relatable. You're trying to keep me away from the thing... That you're afraid I'll become. Yes. And yet that thing is in me. Uh-huh. And wouldn't it be better if we dealt with it? Yeah. But it's about not uh, not dealing with things. It's a very, that's, that's the American way. Mm-hmm. We yeah. look away, look away, look away until the car crashes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are numerous car crashes in this movie. <laughs> I assume. I mean, yeah. The climax of this movie is when she gets hurt because of his. Sure, sure drinking and obviously that's you know sort of a rock bottom moment for this young character absolutely but the vibe of the whole movie is very it's very cool just everything looks, from the way it's shot yeah it looks very cool it, sounds. it doesn't look like a young adult product mm-hmm. it looks like they i hate to say elevate but it looks like they took a, a you know a book that was probably pretty great, I mm-hmm. imagine, is great. Yeah. And great. they really made a great film out of it. Yeah. That's awesome. It's written by a high school teacher, too. Like oh, a, really? Who's, I think, written some of their stuff, but this is by far, like, the, one. the pinnacle of his... What, oh, what, what's his name? I forget. Oh, we'll look it up. Yeah. I yeah. have it. 
I'm, I mean to go back and read it again because I enjoyed it so much. Cool. The writing was just very... I mean, that's the thing about young adult uh, mm-hmm. writing. It's, I don't want to belittle it, but it is very easy to follow, you know? And I think as an adult, you know, you read something dense and, and it's kind of fatiguing, you know? You're like, okay, mm-hmm. it's brain exercise. And yeah, yeah. Not to say that young adult literature isn't a brain exercise, but it is easy to follow because it's for young readers. Sure. You know, who are, who are, Yeah. Learning how to read. Well, and they're learning all the, in theory, learning about life as well. Yeah, exactly. They know how to read, but right. they're learning about well, life, and they need <laughs> they need this stuff to be digestible I think a lo- to a certain extent. I think a lot, of, a lot of people are more illiterate than we imagine. Probably. <laughs> I, I don't know how many people really know how to, you know, not to be condescending. I yeah. just think there's functional literacy, and then there's deep literacy, the ability yeah. to understand metaphor and mm-hmm. You know, subtext and all. But this. what I think is like, I, there's something that is big in my mm-hmm. mind I, about women lately and in American culture. <laughs> okay. No, no, I think they're they're way more smart, and more grounded, <laughs> and more realistic. American women. Um, well, I mean, when I see those kind of movies and I see these young actors, like oh. you know, sixteen year old girls, like acting like that, like oh, at that age, and then the character characters are mostly like that. They're actually keeping the guy. Oh yeah. You know understanding his process but they know already what's going on you know what's interesting you is you, you make that point and like we really guys we we act out more than girls yeah that's what that's what i think i don't know that's society doesn't yeah. society doesn't demand that we grow up as fast mm-hmm. women yeah. women and girls are expected to grow yeah. up extremely fast yes mm-hmm. because of the well because of the responsibility they have just fundamentally biologically mm-hmm. yeah to that end like, and socially i'm learning this is the the you know, the age of the woke man. Ha. And I'm like, I have witnessed a woman bite her tongue in a moment where a man was being misogynistic. And I was like, I witness it all the time now. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that you start takes to see some it. strength right there to like, yeah. just roll your eyes and sort of disregard, you know, insane comments that are extraordinarily disrespectful. Yeah. I what are you, I don't I don't know. Hopefully, don't, I'm not fully woke. I'm I'm sure I'm still <laughs> dealing with lots of subconscious like right. you know privilege and pre- prejudice. But yes, there are some things that go, go a little too far. It's interesting. You have to pick your battles. Mm. You have to mm. pick your battles. Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, what's interesting about that? It's spectacular now. It's spectacular now. And yeah, anything that can get a conversation going and, and take us to, to that place, that's uh, that's the concept. Uh, yeah. It's interesting because, again, we were just watching it. I, I paused it now. But the um, that young woman, you make that point, Jose. And I feel like I know her. I don't know that film very well. Yeah. I just looked at it. But it's like these are these are characters you can – you look at it and it does look – actually look like America and being in a high school yeah. in – in, you know, in the, in the aughts, nowhere, and yeah. sort of this is this is what life looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, huh? And he's and he's this fatherless uh, boy. He's fatherless. His mom is working, you know, twenty four hour shifts at the hospital just to keep mm. the roof going, and and she's lost. Mm. I think lost energy and lost kind of con- control over where her son is. She yeah. can only do so much. Latch she's key. Latch key food kid. in the fridge. She's yeah. keeping the the house rent going, and she's had to let go of like being able to like, you know, um, monitor his every move. And he's 
way off the leash, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. She she knows he's drinking. She's kind of like just, yeah, not admitting to herself that that she's losing control of her son. Growing up too fast. Growing up way too mm. fast. So, yeah. so that's an interesting point, Jose. So you're saying in, in film and sort of American women you meet, they just seem very put together and smart. Yeah, or, yeah most of the time, yeah. <laughs> How would you say about yeah, like curious, European I mean, yeah, or compared to like Venezuelans or? Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I know, I know there's there's some there's something like that too in Venezuela. Not to make any Blake. I mean, I don't know. I think, no, I think no, in no. general, in general, like women have 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 the time in history, you know, to take the time. You know, we as guys, we we always have the pressure of like, you know, of like being supported. You know, support the relationship with the money, all of that. Sure, sure. Um, we need to act, act, and do things, do things. Uh. And then girls have the time, most of the time, to really figure everything else out. Hmm. Maybe. <laughs> all the time. Yeah, and they, I think that's they're, they're, they think in a, they use language way better, much better than us. <laughs> they understand the language, you know, they understand how to use words and, you know. These are general, really, general in statements. General, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Though that movie yeah. certainly highlights that. You have mm-hmm. this, and then there is that issue where, yeah, he falls into the relationship that's where there's a status difference, but his mm-hmm. drinking perhaps equalizes it, or they're mm-hmm. not noticing it, or he's willing, he knows he needs someone like that, mm-hmm. but he's going to bring bring the hurt. Yes, you he know. does. Yeah, I think I think he he knows that he knows that they're they're on they're not on equal level playing ground, you yeah. know. Yeah. But he also knows that she's going places, right? And he's not, you yeah, know. Yeah. Deep down, and boy, that's not a concern to him. Oh, that's at the moment. Not, that's not relatable at all. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've never been through anything like that in my life recently. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's interesting. We're uh, with with romance and with uh, attachments like that. It's so important not to look for a savior, mm. not to look for the person who's going to save you. If you need saving, you need to save yourself. And oh yeah. So much of what goes wrong in the world, I think, is is people out there looking for looking for a human savior and that and that goes all the way into politics and everything mm. nobody's gonna save you nobody's coming to the rescue i mean in my opinion i think huh. you know maybe yeah. you maybe you be the rescuer mm-hmm. yeah right yeah yeah and i agree and, and that's the worst mistake when you when you vote like think, <laughs> voting for a savior <laughs> or for somebody to change that's a very her. good point that's yeah serious. yeah because well, the they mistake. certainly brand themselves in that way like they we're do, gonna fix all the problems they do now for and sure that, yeah it's and, creepy well, I mean, yeah. and you can deliver on a. It's, I mean, it does work. I get swept up on that, yeah. even though I'm fully aware that you're going to be able to accomplish about fifteen percent of the things, you know, that you yeah. say you're going to. Yeah. Never <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what music are you listening to now, Ben? What are you? Yeah. What's in your rotation? So I got Spotify. Sweet. Spotify is kind of a mind blowing experience. I love it. It's um, everything. Yeah, it's incredible. It's, I mean, it's everything you would ever want at the at your fingertips all your old records yep. all of the records you don't know you know and for like eight dollars a month yeah for nothing crazy. and it's crazy it's just this crazy free-flowing thing um and it's changed the way i listen to music that's for sure yeah me too um right now i think i can't name like a third of the artists that are on the playlists that i make 
but I spent a lot of time making playlists. <laughs> and wow. I, yeah, I've been listening to one playlist all summer that I made at the beginning of the summer. That's really just kind of like chill, kind of electronic thing. Can you, will you share the playlist with yeah, me sure. and I'll put it in the show notes? Yeah, totally. Yeah. What's it called? It's called Pentwater 2096. <laughs> Pentwater? Pentwater. Okay. The Pentwater is uh, where I go every summer. Uh, it's where my it's in Michigan. It's like a oh. town on Lake Michigan. Okay. Yeah, and um, it's like a place I've gone for my whole childhood, and a place that I love very much. Like those are my where my roots are, and I'm all summer. I always you know spend the whole summer getting excited to go there. We're gonna go there at the end of this week. Nice. So making a playlist is gonna. Do, like does your family like have a cabin up there or something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Cool. So it's a free uh, vacation. To, is your to your, your Michiganders? Um, I spent ten years in Michigan. Okay. So I did 10 years out here in Long Island. Mm -hmm. And then when I was 11, my folks, my family moved out there. Okay. Ann Arbor, Michigan. Great town. I went to school out there and then I came back. So more time, way more time out here. But uh, those kind of formative years, like middle school, high school, a little bit of college, all that makes sense. You seem like you could be a hybrid of Long Island and Michigan. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's what I, that's me. Yeah. No one gets it. It takes. (laughs) I do. I think Thank I you. do. I think I do. Sort you're, of. You're one of the few. I like I explain that to people here in New York, and they're like, "Huh? I don't know where Michigan is. <laughs> yeah, what is? Yeah. And I'm realizing now that I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. Do they yeah. have cars or something? I don't know. <laughs> Some of the best people I know are from Michigan. Yes. Brad Kelly, shout out. Uh, cool. All right. So that yeah, send that playlist. I'll you know. So we'll we'll add that to the show notes. Just relaxing. Yeah. yeah. Like just I'm trying to feel relaxed. This summer, very just, you know, self-care summer, you know, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's been a lot, like I, I stayed home with my, my daughter for the first three and a half years, mm. um, you know. And how old, how old is she now? She's four. Uh-huh. Um, so it's three years, not three and a half. I should get that right. She started going to school full time last mm. year. So mm-hmm. it was an intense couple of years and you kind of do things that your body will do, but you know, later your, your body's like, Hey. Hmm. Screw you. Sleepless nights. Yeah. Sleepless hmm. nights, just you now 12 hour days. Right. You know, wiping everything. <laughs> <laughs> just, it was an amazing experience. I'm, I'm, I'm saying all the bad parts about it. Well, all of the hard to, hard to enjoy parts about it, but it was, I'm thankful to have done it, but I also feel like I need a little chill time. Yeah, so I'm bartending, all right. I'm making music when I can, and I'm, Listening to music and self care summer. Positioning myself directly in front of air conditioning units is often. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I've had multiple people come over to my apartment this past Buying week. Good put the air conditioning on and they, you know, just we you know, waft themselves off and yep. yeah, cold showers and it has been damned hot. Is it yeah. going to break? Do we know? Yeah, there's supposed to be a thunderstorm. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I would love that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah what's uh like what's a, an electronic artist you're really into right now? Um, I'd say I really got into this band Yumi Zuma. Oh, I yeah. think I told you about them. Yeah, it's kind of they're on that playlist. Cool. Um, just kind of like indie music, a lot of electronic elements, but a lot of guitars in there too, and a really like just really good female vocal. Mm. Um, uh, really good writing. Yeah, I'm always into old stuff. You know, '80s, um, kind of deeper cuts '80s stuff. Yeah, like what? Um. Yeah, it's a blanking moment for me right now, but everything from like, you know, um, 
Fleetwood Mac eighties. Sure. To like full our folk are like Tom Petty eighties. Okay. Uh, yeah. Bob yeah. Dylan eighties. You right, know, like people right. who aren't like quintessentially eighties, but mm. the music that they made during oh. that decade, like it intrigues me because it's like okay, we have to do this, but we have to find our way of doing it. Mm. You know, you listen to the music that Bob Dylan made with Sly Dunbar and and um, and uh, Mark uh, Knopfler. Mm. You know, that's really interesting music because it has that 80s glassy kind of vibe to it. Mm-hmm. But um, it's Dylan, you know, it's, and yeah. it's, you know, he's kind of pigeonholed in the 60s and the 70s as a, you know, that kind of singer songwriter And then it's come back. Labor movement artist. Yeah. But yeah. So always kind of attracted to that. Cool. Kind of fish out of water moment for those artists. That's a great, that's an interesting point. That could be an entire episode of yeah. its own. I really yeah, dig that. There are so many tracks that that people shouldn't have made, but then there are also <laughs> that you know, there's so much terrible eighties. The music. Christmas hits that oh, everybody yeah. made, right? Right. <laughs> Feel the world for one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I actually love that song. Which one? Heal the world. Oh. Uh, that's. I think that's um, Bob Gandalf, the uh, the Live Aid. Oh. Okay. Geldof. Galdoff. Did I say Gandalf? Gandalf? I gave away my uh, Tolkien obsession. <laughs> you shall not make this kind of. Music. <laughs> you shall not make this shitty record. <laughs> uh, have you um, have you heard of this group called Gunship? They're a synthwave synthwave group. No. British, I think. Okay. They're really fun. Yeah. It's a, a very interesting genre, and they're bringing the saxophone back. Yep. They make music that sounds like extraordinary video game music mm-hmm. for the PlayStation 1. Like if you're, you know, like, like an old yeah. fighter pilot game. Are we talking like Synthwave? It's Synthwave, yeah. I love Synthwave. Yeah. The, the group's I have a called Synthwave Gunship. playlist. All right. Um, you got to share that actually, one too. there are 10 Synthwave playlists. <laughs> share your I, top I told one. you I spent a lot of time making playlists. Yeah, man. You got an obsession and it's sweet. fun. Yeah. Send me send me your top like two or three. I'll just send you my uh, my my handle here. Yeah, ben yeah. Jamming five six seven eight oh. <laughs> <laughs> on Spotify too. You can find him on Spotify. He's like, your DJ. Your synthwave. Not gonna take off. Your synthwave DJ. What does it say it again? Ben Jamming five six seven eight. Like five six seven. Yeah, eight. I got it. Ben Jamming five six seven eight. It's the dorkiest <laughs> thing. No, it's awesome. Ever. No, come on. It's the internet. The whole internet is dorky. <laughs> Everything about the internet is dumb. The, the internet is the dumbest <laughs> thing. Ever. Like it's amazing, but it's it's just it's exhausting. We're never gonna be free it's, of it either. It's exhausting. <laughs> I, need to, you know, I think we've all had enough. I just think, unplug yeah, it. Let's just turn it off for one day. For one day. I please. really that you guys. I fucking we spend so much time on it, and uh, where does it get us? I mean, it's tied into everything now, so it's unavoidable. But my my God, you know, that's a good point. I am going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a de- like a tech detox uh, in August, I think, as a gift to myself. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Ben Jammin5678 for... It's my pleasure. I want to do that, too. For bringing that realization to me. It would just be so nice to turn off for a week. Here we go. Oh, sweet. FM84. That's a badass synthwave artist. Okay. Check out the song Running in the Night. Very nice. good. Um, nice. Classics. A lot of like California stuff. Like mm. people that make music in California, I have this theory that they always make sunshiny, happy kind of <laughs> shit. Because it's always, that's the weather out there. And they're just like, we got to make it, you know. Um, classics. They're awesome. They have an album called Hanging Gardens. The song called Borderline is like, like a 
legendary in nice. my own brain. Nice. Um, cut copy. Australian. Shout out to uh, Jose's um, lady there. All right. We were talking about that earlier at the bar. I think you mentioned me that band. What, is, what year is this band from? Uh, they're from uh, Melbourne. Melbourne, cut okay, copy. yeah. Sounds cut like copy. she actually mentioned me that band recently. Yeah, everybody's into... Uh, yeah, apparently there's a great... I mean, there's just great music in Australia. I remain obsessed with shit. Bowie Lowe. There's, I can't get enough of that album. Mm. I put it on all the time. Yeah, it's low. on my record player right now. Uh, it's just, it's so good. And the more you listen to it, the more it, it opens. Uh, I think Brian Eno did. Viscani. Oh, no. Viscani's in New York. Oh, is he? He's a badass. And what I he does, that he, he was, did all the T-Rex stuff. I forgot that he stuff. produced it. That's him. Yeah, yeah. And he... Um, he's in New York. He's still, he's in New he's York. still around. He's in Brooklyn. Every band that he produces, they go... He takes him to his mother's house, and she does, like, the full Italian Whoa. dinner for them. And everyone who's, like, been with him, Bowie, T-Rex, whoever, like, have, has spoken about this dinner that Viscani's hmm. mom makes. And if you look at this guy, he's just New York to the bone. He's not, like, you know, like, he's just got the accent, and you could tell he grew up here. Yeah, and, yeah. and But, you know, he's mingling with these really, you know, super artistic types, you know. But as a New Yorker, but why the why the dinner with mom? I guess why not, right? That's I think it's culture. just a way of saying like you know this is part of my process, you're, and like, you're part of the we, family now. We get to know each other, gonna, and this is uh, we're gonna make a record. You're gonna have yeah. dinner at my house, right? Yeah. How can you make music if you're? I mean, I know you can do it. You can be a session musician, show up and make a killer track without really relating. Yeah. But if you're gonna produce a whole album, you're gonna have a career together. Yeah. yeah. Come come and have dinner with mom. Be interesting. Have an intimate meatballs. kind of setting. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then and if mom doesn't like you, then, you know, I got a red flag. Yep. Let mom yeah. vet the musicians. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I care about. I, I'd totally forgotten that he had uh, he had uh, produced that. For some reason, I thought it was Brian Eno, but I, Brian Eno was on it. Did well, he sure did he was. do the other, did Viscani produce the other um, Berlin albums? Do you know? Because there were three in, in Berlin. I know he did. Um, did he do Heroes? Heroes. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't then know there's the other, the other one, one, Lodger. I would imagine. Oh, shit. Everybody forgets about Rogers. Rogers. Now Rogers did hero. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't typically know music that deeply to get to the producer, Mm -hmm. but I should for that era for that stuff because that I'm obsessed with that record. It's really interesting to research producers because they really are. You can start to follow the music that like well-known producers. You can start to follow Mm -hmm. the music that they're they've done and that they're doing as a way to kind of like find new music. Yeah. Now because a lot of this stuff that big producers work on doesn't ever really, you know, get heard. I mean, it gets made, you know, signed and all that because yeah. it's with a big producer. But I think, you know, the record that you know, the records that you know of Viscani, you know, Bowie and T-Rex, he's done dozens of, of others and you know they're going to be good because he was involved. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I found that to be a useful tool in finding new music. Totally. Yeah, just find the person who worked on it. I read the uh, Bowie oral biography. Yeah. That's fascinating. Mm. It's just stories about David Bowie through his life. And I think Viscani was interviewed because everybody yeah. wanted to talk about him. Everybody wanted to talk about the memories they had of him. And it was very he rich. Certainly build up, he built up a mysterious, oh, he built up mystique mm-hmm. like Prince did. Sure. You know, like by the less you say, the more interested people are kind of approach. Yeah, the myth. You know? Yeah, he yeah. never really like. He was just always talking artists speak, you know, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But he was also, you know, 
a gentleman and a British. Yeah, he was. In, that's that's what everybody said. He was an English gentleman. Yeah. First. Yeah. It's so interesting. It, but they would say that, and then and then they would say, and yes, I remember the orgies. <laughs> and you go, and you go. How can both these things be true? I think I'm still a fucking redneck. I yeah. need to get out more. <laughs> Something is wrong, <laughs> or, or maybe I'll just never have David That's Bowie's makes charisma. You, yep. you know, right? Like ah, the, you know, one of my favorite stories about him is the period in I think it was in L.A. where he survived off of cocaine, milk, and peppers. Jesus and there's Christ. a music <laughs> there's a, a music magazine called Milk and Peppers or something. Some because blog, of that. because of that. That's when he had the devil living in his in the bottom of his pool uh, in L.A. The empty Wait, pool. There what was does a, that mean? <laughs> no, he they were convinced that he had that that the devil. <laughs> Was, was <laughs> living a hell of a drug. <laughs> Cocaine yeah. is a hell of a drug. Yeah. He had to get his nose. He had to, I think he actually yeah. had to have surgery Burned on the nose. The, ca- the canal, yeah. Because he, he had did so much cocaine. Yep. yep. Didn't uh, This isn't the David Bowie episode, but somehow we got here. Uh, he, he uh, yeah, he did so much cocaine that he, that he what, whatever it is, a cartilage in the mm-hmm. nose. Um, and he, he claimed to not remember... Uh, making station to station. Mm. I mean, he remembers, he doesn't remember recording it. Yeah. <laughs> it just, I don't know if that's, that's well, not the, the pinnacle of life. That's not nah. where you want to be as an artist. Not very enriching. Can you imagine? No. What it would be like to have just yeah. endless funds. Crazy. And yeah. I mean. But it's good to have that freedom of insanity, you know, right? And to have that moment, you know. And we, li- I mean, yeah. it's, it's a privilege. He was a modern day <laughs> shaman. He's yeah. a modern day. He's a magician. Yeah, yeah, magician. for yes. sure. Yeah, yeah. Just to have, you know, I mean, when you're an artist at that level, there's, there, you're still working. You are. Mm-hmm. You have to go on tour, and you have to, you know, come up with the next record and do interviews and so on and so forth. But there's, I think, there's also a lot of downtime. <laughs> you know, it's like you're not going to go on tour for seven weeks. Right. Let's. What are we going to do? And you have li- unlimited resources basically every kind of resource and you you're want. that you have those wheels turning your head already that you kind of want to you yeah. know go you're an artist type you're not yeah. thinking like how can i structure my life for right. around my own well-being you know it's yeah like, you don't want to go you know mall walking <laughs> <laughs> right actually he would do that and then turn make it cool <laughs> yeah make yeah right david Bowie would go walk through the mall and come back with a, an incredible synth album yeah. yes yeah. Fun. Synth yeah, he was great. He's, yeah, synth, synth Wave Mall Walk. <laughs> Show title. I actually want to write a song called Synth Wave Mall Walk. Do it. That would be dope. Synth Wave Mall Walk. That's the name of the episode. Good one. Yeah, Good one. Right. Well, we're winding down. We're not, we're not quite done yet. Are there any, any other bands that you're just obsessed about that you want to... Yes. Wanna yes, on? there are. Um, cool. I got... I mean, like I said, you get Spotify and then you become a... Your music snobbery goes... A, through the roof. My <laughs> this has not been an advertisement for Spotify, but no, I am a not. big fan I think too. Spotify. I mean, it's amazing, but it is At certainly the, screwing artists. Yeah, completely. Yeah. I feel horrible about that. You gotta. I don't know. Now everybody has to perform live mm-hmm. and sell merch, and I guess it is what it is, right? It's been going on for years. Lord Echo. Lord Holy Echo. Shit. Yeah. Lord Echo. Cool. French dude that makes. This combination of reggae and disco that oh, floors me every time I hear it. Nice. Um, I would say, um, always a fan of Holy Ghost. You ever heard of Holy Ghost? 
No. Huh. Yeah. They're from, they're on a, the DFA label. Who's, uh, that's the LCD sound system frontman, uh, James Murphy. Okay. Yeah, that's his label. And um, they're just two guys that grew up in New York, and they've really captured the sound of New York, I think, in their in their music. Neil Francis, more more L.A. music, but badass. This, this dude with this long blonde hair that he looks like Edgar Winter, but not albino, and he looks, he sings <laughs> like in falsetto, and then it's like over these hip-hop beats. It sounds really hmm. cool. Um Deep shit that no one would ever listen to. My my friend Walter Jones, Louisiana <laughs> guy from Louisiana from the bio, but he makes house music. Whoa, nice. Um, Oliver, Oliver is like the the, the coolest uh, electro. It's like synthwave electro. Nice. Um, two dudes out of. I'm on, and I just now that it's Spotify, it's it's like one song as opposed to artist. You know, mm, mm. I they're they're like. Seven or eight artists that I'm obsessed with right now, but for the for the most part, it's my playlist, and it's the artists, it's the songs on these playlists that are that I'm really into. You know, yeah, I dig for it. Better or for worse. Yeah, I'm still I'm still an album person. Yeah, so I tend That's to cool. yeah I tend to put albums together, but you know playlists are amazing because you can just put them on and forget about it for yep. the night, and it just goes. Yep. Uh, I should probably make some of my own, but I, I tend to do albums. Mm-hmm. And uh, but this is great. I love these recommendations. I will uh, again take two or three of your your playlists. I'll throw them onto the show notes, which are available at getthispodcast.com. And uh, Ben, if you ever any- want to hear me yeah. DJ, I DJ an event once a month. Okay, um, right. at the Six Point Brewery. Okay, they have a, an event once a month, um, third weekend of every month, where they release three new beers, and they're amazing. The, the dirty secret is. Beer tastes best when it's fresh. Like so, a lot of people have learned this. They go to the breweries to get the beer, as opposed to waiting for it to go to the distributor and sit on the shelf mm-hmm. at the at the store for you know four months. So there's this whole new trend of it's called direct to customer, and people are going to breweries to get to get the cans put in their hand, you know. And that's for Six Point. They have they have a can release every third weekend. It's in Red Hook, and I DJ all sorts of random that's stuff that idea. they let me play. They're so cool, man. They they just let me do my thing, and they they they're very supportive, and they know I love beer, and they know I love music, and they just let me go. When's the and next it's one? Always fun. Um, the next one's this weekend. Oh. But I won't be here. Okay, there for it. All right, I'm going you, on vacation. You're going away, but in August. Um, but you, every uh... other one I do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What 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 date in August? Um, in August, they haven't announced it yet, but it's always the third weekend. Okay. Yeah. That may that may correspond with my birthday. Ooh, just, you should turn it into a birthday saying, event. We'll see. Maybe. Yeah, yeah that might be, might be a thing. Uh, ben Linval, this has been amazing. Any any final thoughts on the spectacular? Now, sort of like go see it, uh, enjoy the movie. Any final thoughts? Just you know, kudos to the people that worked on that piece of film. Um, that's not a saying. Piece of film. Sure. That film is is just really well done, and I want to congratulate everyone who was involved. Everyone who you know Rob Simonson and the people the the people that he hired to get the guitar tones and all the weird sampled stuff and then you know the actors were fantastic and I mean this is an old this isn't a new movie I'm not you know we're not promoting it as I'm saying this but just you know congratulations to them for something that really impacted me you know it really speaks to me and I identify with like that's like the lubrication of life like good art you know that's true yeah Yeah. we'll see yeah (laughs) yeah All right, Mallwalk Synthwave. 
I'm going to get a beer. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Ben. Cheers. We, we yeah, hope you'll come back sometime. Oh, All right, boys. All right. Cheers. Getthispodcast.com. Ben Jammin 5678 on Instagram and Spotify. 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 It's the best word to say. It really is. Accent like that. Spotify. Spotify. <laughs> Spotify. Uh, I want to listen to Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. It really pulls the accent. When out. you say it, it sounds sexy. <laughs> That's <laughs>